Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of J Nolaism. I am your host, Jasmine Nola, you know, where I give my opinion, my advice. You could either take it or leave it. I really don't care, but you know that already. So, you know, any newcomers, welcome. Any oldcomers, how you doing? That That's sad. Okay. Anyway. Keep it moving, Jasmine. Keep it moving. So here we are, another week with my voice in your ears. How excited are you? Don't you just love it? Yeah. All right. So, you know, I've been starting off the episode since, you know, this whole Corona COVID-19 ish with just explaining like what week we're on, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to do that this week. I just, I don't have the energy for it. I, I can't, at this point, it's like we know where we are and it is what it is. So, when we get out, we get out. If we don't get out, we haven't been out. So nothing's going to change. So um, I'm going to start this week with not getting sentimental, not getting sad. But my week was so stressful because if you follow me on social media, if you are my friend, if you know me, if you literally have ever met me, then you know that I love my dog, Fendi. I know, like, my friends make jokes. I'm like, no, you don't love him. No, actually, like, I yell at Fendi a lot. But if I didn't yell at him, then I didn't, like, then I didn't, I wouldn't love him as much as I do. Like, I yell because I love him. And he's annoying, but he is what he is. And I've had Fendi since I was 16, and he is literally the light of my life. And I might joke and say, like, oh, I can't stand him. But literally this week has proven how much I actually am obsessed with him. So, um... It started kind of at the end of last week. Um, yeah, because when I recorded my bonus episode on Wednesday, Fendi could not even be in my room because so basically what happened is, well, I don't know what happened. I'll know on Tuesday when I go, when I take him to the vet, but Fendi had this terrible, he's always had a cough, but if you know Fendi, you know how dramatic Fendi is just like his mother. Um, so like when you're not paying attention to Fendi, he does this like <coughs> cough. Only when, like, he's not getting attention. And then as soon as I, like, say, Fendi, stop, he stops. He doesn't keep going. So I, I've i always assumed, <laughs> terrible parent, obviously, I've always assumed that Fendi's cough was just, like, for attention and not real. So this week, <laughs> Ish got real, and Fendi was coughing, but it was like a hack. And then that hacking kind of sounded like he was choking. And again, if you've ever seen a picture of Fendi, then you, and if you've met Fendi, you know that Fendi is old. He's 12 years old. He has no teeth. He has like one tooth left. And his tongue literally lays out of his mouth to the side. So I was, on top of that, I was getting nervous because I didn't know why he was coughing. I didn't know why this cough sounded so bad because it never sounds like this. And then I was getting nervous that he was choking on his tongue. I know that he probably wasn't, but like my mind just went everywhere. So he had this terrible, terrible cough where like it was scaring me and it was happening every 20 minutes. So on Monday, I called the vet and I got the last appointment that they had. So I took him and of course this jerk, they had him in there for at least an hour. And when I dropped him off, I was like, hi, I was like, I just want to let you know. I was like, you'll hear the cough. I was like, it, it happens like every 20 to 30 minutes. I was like, it sounds like he's hacking and like choking. And she was like, oh, okay, whatever, whatever. Comes back out. They took an x-ray and basically what happened is his trachea was collapsing and I didn't know what that meant either. So basically it's like where he breathe, like, you know, like where we breathe are, is it the esophagus, I guess? Yeah, I think that's what it is. So it was basically like closing, like darn near shut where like he was having trouble breathing. So she did an x-ray. There was no cancer, but she was like, no, I can see that his throat's closed. She goes, but he didn't cough at all. I was like, this jerk is making me look like a liar. So I was like, I swear I'm not lying. Like I will take a video or a thing and send it to you. And thank God that while she was sitting there taking my card to like swipe, he started coughing and she's like, okay, no, yeah, that's bad. She was like, okay. She was like, well, so they gave me some antibiotics for him. But Fendi is so small, he can't even take a full pill. I have to cut it. He can only have one fourth of the pill. So it's taking a little longer for him, I guess, for it to work, the antibiotics to work on him. So I was so flustered because again, like I said, Fendi is 12 years old, so he's a little older. And even my friend Janae, she was like, I feel like you're like planning for the worst. And I really was because I was just thinking that like Fendi might like, I was getting so scared to like, there were two, oh my God, why am I crying? Okay. 
whatever. Let's keep going. So, oh my God, why am I crying? This is ridiculous. So two nights I like didn't even sleep. I sound like an idiot crying, but whatever it is, what it is. So there were two nights that I didn't even sleep because he was coughing so much. And I was also scared to go to sleep because I was like, oh my God. When he wasn't coughing, I was getting nervous because I was like, is he a lot? So like I was literally jumping out of bed, putting my hand because like he's, he was having trouble breathing. So it didn't even look like, you know, sometimes you could, I could look at Fendi and like if his chest is moving, I know that he's breathing. So like I, I couldn't even see that. That's how bad it was that I was having to put my hand like on him to make sure that like I was feeling him breathe. So I gave him, I was giving him the medication um, Monday. As soon as I got it Monday, I came home, I gave it to him. By Wednesday, I would say that the cough kind of settled down. He was still coughing and I could still hear that like his breaths were like, like, like he was pushing them out really fast. So he still is having a lot of trouble breathing, but the cough is gone, which is good. Um, I'm assuming because, again, he can't take the full medication. He only take one fourth that it's going to take a minute for it to work. But obviously the cough is gone, so it is working. But no, Fendi can never be easy. So literally um, by Tuesday... I woke up the next morning and Fendi's eyes were literally shut. Like he couldn't even open them. And when I did open them, like I got a paper towel and I cleaned them off and it was like he had all this mucus and it was like looking at, he was like squinting. Like he didn't want to open his eyes and he was just sleeping all day. Like he wasn't even moving, which Fendi is a lazy dog. Like that's what I love about him. Like if I lay all day, he lays all day. But like when Fendi has to go out, when he has to like pee or like he has his little moments of like excitement and he just wasn't getting that it was like he didn't even want to eat he was just like sleeping so I called the vet on I gave him till Tuesday because I was like okay maybe it's the antibiotics he just has to get used to it and then I, I didn't know what was going on with his eyes um so Wednesday woke up same exact thing cough better but the eyes were like literally he wasn't even opening them like Robbie Robbie was like joking but like he was being serious he was like is he going like I don't know if he's going blind or not but like what's happening called the vet from she had no appointments but she was like from the sound of it it sounds like he might have conjunctivitis which is basically like pink dog pink dog pink eye for dogs which now that I think about all the coughing he was doing I could tell that his eyes were getting red so I don't know like how it could have happened but it makes sense so she was like I can't see him until Tuesday which is next Tuesday she was like but she was like I can get you a prescription for some eye drops and hopefully that will help him so that's what we did picked him up some eye drops started using the eye drops and now he can kind of I have to get them to him three times a day but his eyes are getting better he has a little bit more pep in his step which I'm happy about he's eating again so he is fine as of now I won't tech as of like the medication that I've gotten in the eye drops are working it seems like everything that was wrong is now getting better but I technically won't know what's going on until Tuesday when I take him Praying that everything's fine. I, I assume now that everything's fine because it changed so quickly. But again, he is an older dog. So it was just, it was just a very stressful week. Let me just say, like, I, I was just so nervous. It was like the cough happened. And then as soon as the cough got better, the eyes happened. So it was like a rippling effect of all these things. And again, Fendi is older. So my whole thing was like, oh my God, like, is this just age? And, it is, and he's a teacup. So I was like, is this it? It's like, am I going to? This is it for me and Fendi. Like, our time our time is over. So, it was just a very emotional week. I And I also had my period. So, I, when I tell you I was, like, crying nonstop, like, any moment. like And it wasn't like I, my mom came in my room one morning. And she was like, why are you crying? And I was like, and I, like, couldn't even say it. But it, I, like, couldn't stop. And then, like, if Fendi and I were, it was just us in my room or just on the couch. And, like... I was rubbing him and he was breathing. I would just start, like, I could hear him having a hard time breathing. I would just start crying by myself. It was just a very rough week. So we will, I will definitely keep you guys updated because of course you want to know. Um, but I'm, I'm praying that he's fine. I assume that he's fine, but we will know more on Tuesday. And from that, I just want to say, Fendi has made me realize I don't, 
if you know me, you know, like, kids are, like, not my jam. I don't love kids. They just, we don't vibe. Um, I will have them because my mother and Robbie probably won't even make it possible for me not to. But I most likely will have kids. But I really have never wanted kids. It's not, I'm not one of those girls who's a, who have woken up. Oh, sorry. I just opened up my water literally right in the mic. That was stupid. Um, it's seltzer. That's why I did that noise. Water shouldn't sound like that. Um, but so I've never been a girl to be like, oh my God, like, I just want to be a mom. Like, well, I don't know why. And it doesn't, it used to annoy me, but I was also young and dumb. But like, now that I've gotten older, I've just realized like some people really are great moms and I think it's amazing. And giving birth is, I don't even want to do it because I find it to be insane and crazy that women's bodies can do that. But like, I used to get annoyed when people would be like, I was born to be a mom. And I don't know, that just made me feel some type of way. I think it's the feminist in me. I think it's like, I don't, some, like, I think my mom was born to be a mom, which is great. But what annoys me with that statement, and I could be wrong because I'm not a mom. Literally, I could become a mom and everything could change. But it just feels like women were not just put on, like, you were not just put on this earth to procreate and be a mom. I know, like, that's what they tell us and all this other stuff. And it's a it's an amazing gift that we have, but that's not it. Like, we, there are so many other things that women can do. Like, there are moms that run Fortune 500 companies, like COOs, CEOs, like CEOs, if we want to, like, go there. You know what I mean? So, like, that's the, I think that's why that statement annoys me, but I totally understand how you can just – some people just have this purpose, and maybe that's it. But for me, I don't think that's my purpose. Um I'm a pretty selfish person, so I also think that's another reason why I wouldn't be the best mom, but after dealing with Fendi and, like, obviously, what, five minutes ago, I was literally, like, on the brink of tears, and I have been all week with him, I don't even know if I want to feel that emotion for a human being. Like, I didn't give birth to Fendi. Like, I mean, I've had Fendi since I was 16, but... He did not come out of me. We're like, do we have this connection? We do have a connection, but it's not that. So I can't imagine having a child and having that connection. It, like, it, I'm terrible. Like, see what I mean? I'm calling a child it. He or she being sick or something happening to them, someone doing something to them. Like, I don't know if I'm emotional. I'm being honest. Like, I don't think or, or think I will be able to be emotionally stable to handle that. So, like, you know, I just... Becoming a mom is just something that is literally not at the top of my list, um, especially after this week that I've had, because it just even put into more perspective how scary it can be. And it's not all fun and games. Like, I want a kid to, like, dress, like, my sister, my sister also makes fun of me, and she's like, oh, like, you literally just, you're just going to dress her up and then, like, post pictures of her and make her an Instagram and then hand her to me. Or hand it to your to to my mom, and I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Which I'm not gonna do that. I might do that. We'll see when we get there. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll podcast about it. How about that? So yeah, that was a fun. It was very different for me. Um, but I just wanted to share that. You know, get real with y'all for a sec. All right. So now that we've had a good little cry, let's move on to the buzz of the week, shall we? It has been a week, and that, that's all I can say. Like, these influencers and these famous rich people are just crazy. I just took a sip of water, and now I'll take a sip of coffee. All right, so let's start. Bachelor. Bachelor Nation is, let me say, they are a tight-knit group. They're like a cult. Like the KKK. Hmm, that was, that was a bit much, but... I don't think it's a lie. Okay, so Hannah B. Hannah B was, I don't even know. Let me tell you, I have not watched The Bachelor in a long time. I think the first, the last full season I watched, excuse me, I don't know why I'm yelling, um, was Rachel. Yeah, I barely watched Nick's. No, Rachel was on Nick's. Who was after Rachel. Yeah, so anyway, last person I watched was Rachel, but, like, I know everybody's name. Like, I know who Tyler is and all that stuff. So I know who Hannah B is. Um, I'm into her um, from what I've read. I didn't watch the season, but she seemed 
seems like a cool chick. You know, Miss Alabama, very southern, you know, blonde, fun, has a little rhythm, honestly, a little. I'm not going to say a lot, but she has a little bit of rhythm. She was on Dancing with the Stars. I remember that. So she's become very big on TikTok. And we know how I feel about TikTok. Um, so Hannah B has become big on TikTok because um, she's Hannah B. And then also she was staying with her ex, Tyler C., in jupiter florida with his friends and they have their own tiktok called quarantine crew and they do like all the dances and they prank each other whatever whatever so then that's how she got into the tiktok vibe and now she's back home with her fam and she's still doing tiktoks she's doing a lot of i love the word tiktok can you tell um she does a lot of the dancing ones and then um yeah that's really it anyway let's talk about the story so Hannah B dropped the N-word. I'm not going to say it on here because I feel like I have a lot of white listeners. Um, and, you know, let's just, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm not going to say the word. I can say the word. Let's make that very clear. Hannah B cannot. But it seems like she did. So she let it slip. She was doing a TikTok and she was doing it to... The uh, baby's song Rockstar. Oh no, she wasn't doing. No, she was doing a TikTok. So she wasn't doing a TikTok. I'm sorry. Let me let me reform. She was went live on Instagram, and she was trying to learn a TikTok dance to the baby song Rockstar. I love the baby. I love the name the baby. Robbie has a cousin who looks exactly like the baby. I swear. Actually. I'm going to start a rumor. It's not true. Robbie's cousins is is cousins to the baby. The baby. Not the baby. The baby. Anyway, moving on about Hannah B saying the N-word. During the chorus, she sang lyrics that included the racial slur, although she claimed she did not realize it came out of her mouth. Fans started leaving comments, and she was like, oh, did I? I'm sorry, but wait, I don't think I did. Maybe it was my brother. First of all, that comment was a little weird to me because it was also like, one... Did you, you, you know, if you said it, so stop. And then if you didn't say it and your brother said it, you're just very, maybe my brother said it like, girl, okay, well, your brother is still white and he can't say it either. So I don't understand. Then I did go on her TikTok and she did, she did do a, another TikTok um, to the new Savage remix with Beyonce and Beyonce said the N word because she can. And while Hannah was doing the dance, it, she was singing the lyrics and it did look like this was a totally separate TikTok video. It did look like she said the N word. I was reading the comments and some people were like, she totally said the N word. And then some people were like, she didn't. I kept watching it and it, TikToks are so quick. You know, it was really hard. So I, in that particular video, I did not I couldn't tell. It looked like she did, but her mouth didn't like, it looked like it was about to, and maybe she stopped. I don't know. So anyway, um, people were commenting like, you did say it. She didn't say it. She insisted. She really didn't think that she said the word. So here's her statement. I'd never used that word. I never called anybody that word. She's from Alabama. Again, I hate to stereotype. I talked about it last week on Southern Charm about racism and all that stuff. It's, uh, Hannah B, I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard for me to believe that you've never said the word. I'm just, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I feel that way. I, you're from Alabama. Whether it's a song whether it's like I've I've literally had I should really finish the story but I'm gonna go down the top I've had someone come up to me I remember in high school this guy came up to me I think I talked about this when Chris Hill was on and yeah I think me and Chris talked about this and this guy came up to me in school and he was like yo my and I was like no and he was like no, no, no I'm friends with like da, da, da. these other black boys he's like they say I could say it I said well you can say it. and that's another thing and I talked about this before if if I don't know any black people that have ever told their white friends or other f friends, other cultures that they could say that, I don't know anybody personally that would ever do that. But if you, there are black people out there doing that, please stop doing that because you can't speak for the rest of us. 
So make it clear that you can say this around me. They shouldn't be able to because you shouldn't let them. But whatever, if that's your choice and you want to be stupid, let them say it to you and call you out your name like you're a slave and they're your massa. Go ahead. But um, if you are telling your friends that you are comfortable with them saying that, you should make it clear outside of me and you don't say this to nobody else. So hmm. anyway, Hannah's comment goes, I never use that word. I've never called anybody that word. We don't say that word, she said on Instagram Live. So you know what? I'm going to stay here and y'all can think I said whatever I did or think I'm set something I'm not, but I'm not that. Look, people are going to want to think whatever they want to think of me, get mad at me, whatever. And even if I did actually say it, I'm very sorry. I was singing a song, not even thinking. See, that's where I get up. That's what I'm not even gonna say I get upset because I don't let something like this get me upset. Where I get annoyed is that like when people say like, it's a song, girl, I don't care. Like I literally don't care. You don't, you don't have to say that word. And if you're someone that, let me say this. If you claim you don't say the word, you've never said the word, even in a song, you wouldn't feel comfortable saying that word because you've never said it. It's never come out of your vocabulary. So how could it even f slip up for it to come out? If you've claimed you've never dropped the N-word, then it should never accidentally slip out of your mouth in a song because you claim, as you said, you've never said it. So why are you saying it now? Explain that to me. That, that, that's where I get confused because if you've never said the word, how are you so comfortable saying it in a song? It's still the word. Being in a song doesn't change the word. It doesn't. It doesn't. And you're still white. You're singing the song and you're still white. You are still, you come from people who use the word in a bad intent. No, maybe like you, it wasn't you or your ancestors, probably was. Again, you're from Alabama, but you still don't have the right to say it. So don't say it. So what I take from this is that Hannah has said it. And that's annoying that she feels like she has to lie about it. Just say, you're sorry. And you apologize. Don't give, the, when you talk too much, you start to tell on yourself. So when you start to apologize, but you're trying to explain your apology and explain why you're not wrong, you start to explain why actually you are wrong. And that's what she did. So US, um, US Weekly, oh my God, what's going on? Us Weekly goes on to say, the Dancing with the Star champion issued a more formal apology on her Instagram stories on Sunday as her live stream went viral and started making headlines. I owe you all a major apology. There is no excuse and I will not justify what I said. I have read your messages and seen the hurt I have caused. I own it all. I am terribly sorry and know that whether in public or private, this language is unacceptable. I promise to do better. Again, confused because you said you didn't say it. You know, make up your mind. Did you say it or didn't you say it? You know if you said the N-word. It's not like I, it's not like saying like, oh, you know, it's like the words like maybe sometimes, some. it's like always. When you say something like, you always do this. It's not the same as being like, you always do that. If you're in a fight and you're like, you always do this. And someone's like, I, I don't always. And be like, I didn't say always. Girl, it's not the same. The N-word, it's a slur. It just is. It is. Especially coming from you. It is what it is. So after all this happened, there were a lot of other people from Bravo Nation that, um, Bravo Nation, guys, I'm actually losing my mind, from Bachelor Nation that came out and spoke from her ex-lover, Tyler Cameron, of course, the first and only black bachelorette, Rachel Lindsay. So here are some of their quotes. Rachel actually did a whole IGTV and posted it on her Instagram and talked about why anyone who is not black should never use the word. If you haven't seen it, go please go look at it because I think she broke it down very well. You know, Rachel is a lawyer. She speaks very eloquently. So she says everything that I'm trying to say but not saying. So Rachel Lindsay goes, it's easy to make a statement. It's easy to hide behind your words. But when you're bold enough to say the N-word on camera preach on your platform, then you need to be bold enough to use your face on camera and to apologize in the same way that you said the word. I'm not discrediting the apology. I'm just saying we can't give people a pass for this. You have to hold people accountable for what they're doing. Tyler Cameron said... Rachel hit the nail on the head. Y'all need to go look at the comments. We have a long ways to go on this issue and a lot to learn. If you find yourself getting defensive, you are part of the problem. This is not about dragging HB, which Hannah Brown, 
stands for Hannah Brown. Um, this is about using your platform for reasons like this so we can educate those who don't get it. This is bigger than HB. This is a societal problem. Mm -mm -mm. There's more. Um, Becca Martinez, she was on um, season 22. I think she was on Nick's season as well. You can't say the N-word because black people say it. Black people reclaimed the use of a word that was used for centuries to oppress and dehumanize them. So no, it's not cool to just sing along the lyrics of a song, especially not on your platform. She put in all caps, on your platform with millions of followers, shaking my head. It's 2020. At least make a legitimate apology and acknowledge your behavior. Hannah's ex from Batch, um, The Bachelorette, Mike Johnson, said she shouldn't have said the n-word it's pretty damn simple to me i haven't seen the video i would like to see the video but people don't come at me like i'm watching everything that's going on between my cast members on the show the next day he told tmc what hannah did was unacceptable issues like this bring light to the bridge of pop culture and racism within our country i'm inviting her and everyone to a conversation in hopes to educate everyone that this type of behavior needs to be changed and is unacceptable. My aim is that in this moment, we don't divide. We come together, learn from this, and create change for the better. Black people always have to be so, you know, have to come off so nice. Because I've been like, F her. But uh, again, Nick Vile also spoke. I really don't care. He annoys me. But he did say there is no excuse, period. Super sad and disappointing to see. I don't think Hannah should be canceled. This is a learning opportunity, hopefully, for Hannah. Let's see how she responds. So far, her response hasn't been great. But I personally am willing to see how she handles this. He also called her use of the N-word very ignorant, which, okay. Um, there was other ones, but I don't really care. And it's starting to get, like, older people. Oh, Taylor Nolan, Sydney Hightower, Jay Jed Wyatt just commented on, uh, which is her other ex, her ex-fiance actually, commented on Mike Johnson's and said, amen. Boy, you probably say it too. Stop it. Uh, Jade Roper and Tanner. Jade and Tanner said, she's in a tough spot, obviously. It's a long way down from the top when you come off the show. Girl, what? Not defending what she said. What she did was wrong. She just needs to own it a little bit more. I'm truly like apologizing to the platform. Girl, you say it too. I can tell by the responses who says it and who doesn't. Like, Nick doesn't say it. Tyler doesn't say it. Them other ones might have dropped it once or twice in a song or to a person. That's mine. So this is my thing about Hannah. I think the apology is BS. I, I She said it. Apologize. There are tons of white people that say it in songs. She's not the only one. So, again, she doesn't need to be crucified. She does need to do better. And I agree. Like, you have this platform. So I'm going to agree with Rachel on that. Like, you are bold enough to say it on the platform. Be bold enough to come back on it and apologize and take the lashing that you deserve. People will get over it. Like I said last week on um, Southern Charm, they let these things go pretty easily. Just apologize in the right way and move on and be quiet for a little bit. And everybody will forget about it. You know? It is what it is. Like... But you know what I, but unlike me, I never forget. Because let me tell you something. I was in high school and I stayed home. Or I think you don't, do you get off of Martin Luther King's Day in high school? I think you do. I don't remember, but I was definitely home. Yes, well, either way, I was home. It was Martin Luther King's Day and I used to love watching The View and um, Kelly and, it was Kelly was it still Kelly and Regis at the time? Whoever Kelly was with, it was on. And then, of course, Rachel Ray comes on. Do you know that that girl made fried chicken on Martin Luther King Day? Yeah, exactly. It was. I don't forget things. But, you know, most people do. So, Hannah Brown, people will forget this. They will move on. You should have apologized correctly. But, again, nothing's going to happen to her. She's going to be fine. So, why am I even talking about this? Okay, moving on. Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green have split for the hundredth time. Let me tell you something. I am so sick of them. I love them, but I'm just so sick of this couple doing this. They, they were separated before, then they got back together, and it's like they broke up, and they live separately, and they're figuring it out. It's like, girl, why, until y'all truly, truly figure it out, don't, don't talk about it. Keep it to yourselves. Be quiet, figure it out with your therapist, with your couple's counselor, with your kids, with your family, before you tell the rest of us. Because all you're going to do is get back together. And I don't have time. 
So they've been together for 10 years. I don't know if that in, that counts the times they've split, got back together or not, but it is. I mean, she, I'm looking at a picture of her. Man, she is gorgeous. I've always loved Megan Fox, you know, from her, um, what's that um, movie with the Olsen twins? Whatever movie she's in when they go to Bahamas, when they go to Atlantis, and her name is Brianna Wallace from the Wallaces of the Wallaces. I don't know what the thing was, but oh, I'm obsessed with her. Anyway, she and her ex are officially, as they say, filing for divorce. They are separated, but she's also sending some mixed signals. So... Here is what we have. Fox News says, Megan Fox may still be hanging on to her 10-year marriage to actor Brian Austin Green, despite the pairing announcing this week that they plan to divorce. So, the 34-year-old actress, actress appeared in an Instagram Live video on Wednesday to help promote a good cause in honor of this year's upcoming Memorial Day. While speaking on the platform, she sent some mixed signals about her current relationship status. See, I just can't. Um, she joined Redline Steel CEO and founder to discuss the partnership of donating over two million in steel designs to honor veterans. While modeling off the steel designs, many will be receiving. The actress held up one she received, putting her left hand on full display and showing that she's no longer wearing her wedding ring. While her bare finger was a sign of marital trouble, Fox left viewers confused as she referred to her husband's last name, Green, as her family name. Well, I got one that has my family crest on it, Fox said. It's a tree of life with the family on it. I have some with the kids' names, too. Fox mixed messages came just days after Green confirmed the pair's failed marriage on his podcast. In the episode, he admitted the couple decided to separate after they grew apart while Fox was away from the family home filming for five weeks. He went on to explain that from there, things just really didn't change and the reality starts again. Maybe this is what it is. Neither one of us did anything to each other in, in his episode. It was titled Con Context. Okay. So nothing happened. She was away for five weeks and they feel like they had too much time apart. They'll be back together. This is what I mean with them. They, they've done this before. I need to find the year. Let me see, Megan Fox and Brian. What's his name? Brian Green. Dating history. Like, I, I, they've just been, oh, he's dated so many people. He's such a slaw. He's so hot, though. I love Beverly Hills 90210. If you've never watched it, you it, not the, um, not the reboot. I mean, I've seen the reboot, and I, I it was cute. But the original, whoo, it was dark. He's dated everybody. He's dated Tori Spelling, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Vanessa Marcel, who he has a child with, and then Megan Fox. So let, here it is. Green and Fox began dating in 2004 and got engaged in November 2006. The pair briefly broke up in February 2009 before marrying in June 2010. Us mm -hmm. Weekly reported, exclusively reported in August 15th that the star separated from, yeah, they separated, and then they were officially back together June 2016. Though she filed for divorce in 2015, she requested to, miss, to dismiss the case in August 2019. Later confirmed May 2020, they had split again. So they do the, my point is, they do this all the time. It's not going to last. They're going to get back together. And it's just like, this is what's annoying. That's why I, I, I like them as a couple. I think they're really cute and I think they work together. I think this is just like a little bump in the road. And it's like every time you guys have a bump in the road, you don't need to say that you're splitting up. Like you just maybe need to work on it. See, It's like they have a problem and then they announce that they're getting divorced or they announce that they're splitting up or whatever, they're having troubles. It's like, work on your troubles if they still don't work out. Like five weeks, you can't have troubles for five weeks and just be like, oh my God, like it's over. No, I mean, I've done that before, but like, I'm, I was like 23, it's not the same. You know, like you, you are two grown adults with children, figure it out. But also, if you guys keep going to this, maybe just 
go your separate ways and just cut the cord because it's like I can't be in this limbo with you your kids don't want to be in this limbo with you they have a son named Noah another son named Bodhi what the and a son named Journey well girl you're taking me on a journey so 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 they have three sons Noah Bodhi and Journey you know what I mean I don't understand how people do this like when you name your kids like do you think about it? Like, how do you name one son Noah, another Bodai, and another Journey? Like, Journey is cute and different. Bodai is a part of a cult. He has to be. He's gonna be. A, he's gonna actually make his own cult. All right. Well, praying for them, hoping they make a decision. Get back together, divorce. I don't care what they do. They just need to stick with whatever decision they make. Okay. Now, this next story was literally everywhere. And I just want to say, the story I'm about to talk about, I don't know anybody in it. I had to literally do my homework, watch YouTube videos. And after all that, I'm obsessed. I'm actually obsessed. So, unless you live under a rock... We're going to talk about it. So let me take a sip of water because this is about to get real. All right. So have you ever called her daddy? Okay. Call her daddy had some drama, had some baby daddy drama this week. It wasn't baby daddy, but that fits, whatever. So I personally have never listened to Call Her Daddy. I know what it is. I know what it is, but I've never listened to it. I don't know the two girls. I know what Barstool is. But like, again, before this week, I didn't know the girls' names. I didn't follow them on Instagram. I don't even follow Barstool stories because I'm not white. I'm not privileged. And I mean, I'm not white privileged. And I'm privileged. Uh, but... And I wasn't in a frat or a fraternity. I don't like beer. So I don't follow anything Barstool Sports or Barstool because that's not my brand. It's just not my thing. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. So let's get into it. Barstool Sports. This is on page six. Barstool Sports addresses Call Her Daddy podcast fiasco. Girl, a hot mess is what it is. So let me just give you the correct version and then I'm going to weigh in. The host of raunchy hit podcast Call Her Daddy claimed they're being oppressed by sports media Barstool Sports which launched the show but Barstool has Barstool has defended itself to page six telling us it made them into superstars using its million dollar marketing machine. Alexander Cooper and Sophia Franklin who launched the show in 2018 have stopped recording the weekly podcast and launched the free the fathers hashtag suggesting they're being imprisoned or even enslaved by the company but someone leaked their contract to us and industry insiders who reviewed them to us the deal is actually pretty sweet for a podcast with unpro unproven host. Ooh, the shade. Uh, the contract says that each was making $75,000 annual as base salary, going up to 100000 after three years. Pause. If I even made $75 off of this podcast, y'all wouldn't be able to talk to me. Can you imagine making 75 If I... I'm, I, I have no words because my goal is to literally just sit and do this podcast and make money off of it. Never in my wildest dreams did I think, it did my mind ever go to 75,000. I'll move on though. Neither here nor there. The deal adds up to a steady six-figure take-home insider's estimate. That's freaking crazy. I wish. Y'all got to start spreading my stuff around. I got to get some money. But we're told that the real money for the pair is in TV and book spinoff deals, which they can't cash in on because Barstool owns the show's intellectual property, such as its name, logo, and concept. If I was their agent, I'd tell them that now is the time to get out of their deal and renegotiate it, said one. They're huge right now. You don't want to wait until after your moment has passed. A Barstool rep told Page Six that in 
in the case of call her daddy. Not in the case. This sounds like SVU. In the case of... <laughs> okay. In the case of call her daddy, we took a risk on unproven talent. They got it so shady. But the full resources of Boston Sports and our million-dollar marketing machine behind them to make them huge. The rep told us that they've been given significant raises. The goal with all of our talent here, including Alex and Sophia, is that at the end of their contract, their personal brands are worth far more than when they started. They added, we take a risk on talent and try to make them superstars. Take a risk on me. I, everything that said about y'all not being my brand, that was just a lie. I was just lying. I'm a liar. Please hire me. Okay, let's move on. We believe it is a win-win for everybody. Cooper didn't get back to us and we couldn't reach Franklin for comment. Okay, so this came out. And then on Friday, was it Friday? I think it was Friday night at 9 p.m. Alex Cooper dropped a YouTube video. And I watched it because why would I not? I'm intrigued. I pot, I'm a podcaster. I'm intrigued. I need to know more things. I need to know what I'm doing wrong. So I'm not going to go. If you want to see the whole thing, definitely go watch it. I was very into it. Um, she's a gorgeous girl um, and great personality. I'm, I've never listened to the podcast, Call Her Daddy, just because, again, it, did, it wasn't, it's not my vibe. But honestly, after watching her YouTube video, I would, I would tune in. Anyway, let me say this. As before I even start, as someone who is doing this podcast thing on her own, I edit it myself. I do my own Instagram. Um, I'm literally sitting here recording by myself in my basement, literally telling my whole family to hush. Fendi's sleeping over there, hoping he doesn't cough. You know, you're you're talking basically to yourself because no one's here. And it's hard. It's not easy. I know people think like, oh, you just sit there and you just talk. But like, I, you have to like, I have to write out my agenda. I have to research what I'm talking about. And I have to come correct every time. Or what am I doing? I'm just talking on deaf ear. Like I'm talking to deaf ear. Like it's not worth it. So I know how much work goes into it. I, and I'm not at that level of where the Call Her Daddy podcast is. So I can only imagine what level they were at. So when Alex did her YouTube video, she came correct as anyone does. She had her outline and she kind of listed all the facts. She talked about what they were making their first year, which was the 75,000. She said that they got bon maybe two bonuses or raises in between that time of their first year. And at the end of their first year, they went to negotiate because why not? And they said the podcast had gotten pretty popular. So, you know, if you know that you're marketable, market yourself, do what you have to do. So they did that. And what happened to ruin it was what happens with everyone. What happens with any friendship and any business plan? Excuse my language. A fuck boy came into the picture. So it seems as if doesn't seem as if it is as if <laughs> Sophia is dating what is this man's name they keep calling him suit something Sophia Franklin is dating he's really ugly though he works for HBO sports I believe let me find it see this way I gotta come correct this is why my podcast can't be great I had his name here but he was anyway she was dating someone oh here it is Peter Nelson Sophia is was is is dating Peter Nelson. He's an HBO sports executive, and they refer to him as Suit Man. Um, that's what it was. Okay, so basically, he got into her ear and was telling her things and basically saying, you know, like, you guys are not. This is this is also from Alex's point of view. Um, but she said that he was basically telling like, you guys aren't even making what most of the men in your you know, what most of the men in this industry are making, you need to ask for this, blah, 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 basically giving them a writer. Um, and then Alex also did say that he wasn't the only person that they had heard that they were not making the same. But I mean, also that's any, not to make an excuse, but like that's any industry. Most women are not making the same amount that their male counterparts are making. That's just a fact that we all know. That's the reason with 
things going on and people asking for higher raises and like, you know, having to protest and things like that. You think us women are out here just protesting for the hell of it? No, because we're not seen as equals, but then we work as hard, not or if harder. So why shouldn't those two girls be making the same amount as their male counterparts? So with this suit man, he got them a lawyer. He got some new contracts written up for them. Basically, they, he wanted them to get $1 million each. So they sent that into Barstool, and Barstool basically said F them. They ended up doing a meeting, Sophia and Alex, and, you know, they had this, they had the conversation with Dave, um, the Barstool sports founder and president, and he basically was like, you know, this is what it is. This is what we're, you know, saying we're going to do. And I think she had said they agreed to doing 500000 each, um, and that they would get to... Um, they would get the IP of, basically they would own Call Her Daddy. Like it would be theirs, even though it was still under Barstool. So um, Alex said when they left the meeting, they were just both on two opposite sides. Like their mindsets were different. Where Sophia was basically like, no, I'm not going for it. I Basically like I want my one million, a.k.a. My man was in my ear and this is where I'm staying. And Alex was kind of like, girl, that was a great deal. Like we kind of got, we didn't get exactly the number we wanted, but we definitely got a lot more. And now we basically own Car Her Daddy. So what is the issue here? Sophia wasn't for it. Um, and she said that's kind of where the friendship kind of went separated. Oh, there's a little cute chipmunk in the back. Anyway, um, they kind of separated. But before that, she did also talk about how... She was making more than Alex and she got a raise. I mean, Alex was making more than Sophia and that she got a raise because she edits the podcast and basically does most of the work. And she said that she spent more time editing the podcast than she did recording it. She said they record about at least three hours and she cuts it down to like an hour. And she said she could spend like seven hours editing, which is insane. I got to get a step in my game because I just be throwing in a little bit and be like, this is what y'all going to get. And you hear my bloopers and all. But that's what makes my podcast real. You know, I'm, I'm a real talker. I'm a real girl. I don't play them games. I'm joking. Um, but so and she said that when she would go on Instagram and be like, oh, editing the podcast, you know, it'll be up whatever day that Sophia would be like, don't do that because then it makes it look like I'm not doing the same or you're doing more than me. But it's like. It's not making it look like I'm doing more than you. I am doing more than you, girl. So, <laughs> ta, ta, ta. And then Alex also said that when they were going to meetings, that when people asked, like, oh, who edits the podcast? Sophia would be quick to respond and would be like, oh, we do. No, girl, we don't. I do. You do nothing. You come up and you record, but that's about it. And honestly, like, recording is kind of easy like once you get into your groove and you know what you're talking about that's not the hard part the recording is the easy part it's the editing it's the marketing of your podcast and all that other stuff you know just speaking from my own point of view so I I can only imagine how much harder it was for them and there's two of them so it's they both should be doing the same thing like I'm just me so it's only me doing it but if I had a co-host or a partner here with me doing this I would expect us both to be matching what we're doing now, if I was just good at editing, which I had to learn how to edit and I'm still learning, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm winging it. But like, I would expect my co-host to be doing the same. Now, maybe Alex knew how to do it. She did have a YouTube page before, so maybe she was a little bit better at editing. But Sophia should have picked up the slack in another realm of things, you know, in the marketing or something like that. Like you figure it out where you're both matching the work that you're putting into it. Or don't match it and don't complain about how I'm how it makes it look like I'm doing my work. It doesn't make it look like anything, honey. I am doing it. So you sit there, you collect your check for doing what and talk to me later or don't talk to me at all. I don't care. So at the end of her podcast, she basically is going to be back on Call Her Daddy, Alex. So it's going to be Alex Cooper's um, podcast now. Um, and she said she'll be back on Wednesday. So I honestly will be tuning in now. She kind of got a fan out of me. You know, sometimes I don't be believing these little things people be putting out for. Oh, we know this was some hype stuff to make us all listen. 
I don't know. But I definitely will be tuning in now. I was really intrigued by all the drama. So all it did was get them more, well, get her now, more listeners. So Sophia's done. I'm going to assume that her and Alex are no longer friends anymore. And I'm more intrigued to see. Alex seems like she'll be fine. She seems like she's smart. She is a hard worker. And she don't let nobody mess with her money. And I'm with that and for that girl. I We see each other. Um, so, yeah. I think that the most intriguing part would be to see where Sophia ends up. If her boyfriend can get her maybe a deal or something. Um, but now that her kind of reputation has kind of been tarnished, I, I don't, I don't know where she can go from here. Um, and this is why you can't let a man get in your ear. It happened to Suzette Summers on Three's Company. You know, she let her husband get in her ear and she was only on what, two seasons of Three's Company. And then after that, we didn't see her anymore. Same thing with Farrah Fawcett. You know, Farrah Fawcett, Charlie's Angels, her husband wanted to negotiate for her to get some more money. And then she was gone. So... I mean, the moral of the story is stop letting men get in your ear. You think, let me say this. Do you think that homeboy suit man Peter from HBO Sports Exec would have let Sophia get in his ear about his business, his money, his brand, his friend? No, he wouldn't. He would have told Sophia to back up and get out of his face and mind hers. And that's what she should have told him. If I need your advice, I'll ask it. Don't come to me. Don't project. Don't. So what your man did, Sophia, is he played you. And now you've lost business. Like, that's something you don't do. You don't play with money. You don't play with business. That's what this man has done. He's played with your money. He's played with your business. And he's played with your friendship. Those three things, I don't... I take very serious. I take very serious my friendships. I take my money. And I take my business. And my dog. You mess with those four things, we're done. Donezo, in the words of Kristen um, Cavallari. So, Sophia's somewhere looking stupid. She over there living with Ike Turner. And, you know... We wish her the best, but she ain't going to have the best unless she comes correct. So I would say, Sophia, damage control is needed. You know, I would put out a YouTube. They said she put out a little video, but she wasn't really saying nothing. I didn't watch it because, again, I wasn't intrigued by her. Alex Cooper got my attention, you know. So all that shows is that she was the brains and the beauty and the face of it. And Sophia kind of fell flat and Alex was carrying her on back. So I know, Alex, girl, your back feels nice. Go to the chiropractor, get them kinks out, girl, because you done dropped a weight load off you, girl. So, amen, hallelujah, I wish her the best um, from another podcast to another. Congratulations, and get that money, honey. Okay, I'm going to take a little break because I have to pee, and then we're going to be back with the reality recap. All right, and we are back with the reality recap for the week. We are going to do start pump rules. Pump Rules finale came on, and let me say this. The season was flat. There are certain people who can go. I've talked about it before. I'm not going to keep talking about it because I just feel like it's like beating a dead horse. We'll see what comes. I'm excited for the reunion. It was virtual, but I've heard good things. Um, and after what I've seen with Atlanta, I'm kind of intrigued for the virtual reunion with Vanderpump. And you know, at those reunions, they come ready because they're younger, they're spunkier, so it doesn't take them a minute to get warmed up. Um, so let me say this, Jax mentally is not okay. And I say that with not compassion, but just, and not, usually I like joke and say, oh, with love, but like something's not right upstairs. And I'm being really honest about that. And, um, Brittany's a little slow, so I don't know if she's catching on to that, but I think they both need therapy separately. They're both not mentally stable or okay that's not me being rude I'm being I I mean that um Kristen might be another one they need to add her up in there but what I will say about the season finale I, I don't really have much to say because it fell flat the end of it was really sad to me not sad cry wise just like sad because it's just life about how the friendships have broken and kind of split the Stassi Katie Kristen with with the flashbacks of how they were all friends and like Stassi says like, you know Kristen introduced me to all these people she introduced me to Tom Katie and then Jax and like that's how they started this group and this friendship and now they've kind of separated 
and then the same thing with Jackson Tom. Like even I will say with Jackson, like there is something. I think he might be bipolar. That's what I get from it because then he was talking to Lisa and he was like, you know, this 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 isn't just a show to me. Like these are my friendships. Like I was supposed to grow old with Tom with Schwartz and Sandoval. And I really felt like he meant that. And that's why when I say I think there's something mentally not okay that I don't know what he's going through. Um, but I think he is going through something and I'm not like Brittany giving him excuse, but there's something that he needs to figure out. But I really did feel like he was really upset that this friendship with Tom didn't work out, even though it was mostly him, but there's something, there's, there's a wall there and there's something that he needs to figure out on his own. But it was sad to watch because that is real. And that happens with friends where sometimes you don't know, it's not even an issue but you think there's an issue because you're just, you've grown apart. So you create an issue and you start arguing, you start fighting, and then you're not really communicating, you're not even really communicating anymore. You're talking to other people and those other people are coming back to you and then it starts this thing of you talking shit about the other one, but you weren't, you were just trying to figure out what's going on with you two. But all it is is that you've grown apart and you're no longer friends anymore. And that happens in friendships, it happens in relationships where when people, I think sometimes when people say like, what happened with you two, you, you just say you don't know because you don't know what went wrong, but it, it just isn't there anymore. And I think that's what was, that might've been what the problem was with this season is that, there was nothing really wrong. These people are just growing apart. They started this at like, Stasi was what, 20? I remember her birthday. She was turning 23. And now they're in their 30s. So like Jax was 30, 33, 34. And now he's turned 40, 41. Like these people have, they haven't really grown, but they've, <laughs> they've kind of grown apart. And that happens in friendships when you kind of go from like, you know, you're out of college and you're in your 20s and you're still partying, you're playing around and then you're starting to get older and you're getting into, you're in these serious relationships, you're getting married, you're having kids. People's lives aren't the same anymore. It doesn't mean that you're no longer friends, but it just means that like, you know, you might only be checking in once once or twice a year. doesn't mean you love each other less or it's not there anymore. I just think that's what happens if friends grow apart. So I think that's what happened with Pump Rules. Um... And that's really all I have to say about the finale. I, I wasn't, it wasn't great. It was okay. Like they're not what they used to be. They're not entertaining. So I don't know what needs to change, but yeah, the friendship part was out of it. Um, and then to piggy off that about friendship, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't know what's going on with these ladies. Kyle, Kyle seems like one of those friends that is just so obsessed with her friends and like she wants a yes man and everybody has to come to her defense. And like if you don't agree with her, then you're wrong. Because like all last year, like two years before, it was all about Dorit. And then after Dorit, it's now it's all about Teddy. And it's like she she latches on to these people. And now that she doesn't have Lisa Vanderpump anymore, I think she's actually cracking. And I think she's about to break. She's having a mental breakdown. Um, I love Garcelle. Like I've talked about. I don't love Dorit, but I... Kyle's annoying me, so I'm on Dorit's team because she's really ruffling Kyle's feathers, and I'm enjoying that. Um, Denise is going to blow soon. She didn't really blow. Also, why haven't we seen the Bravo, Bravo, effing Bravo scene yet? I thought that was going to be that dinner um, that they had last week, but we didn't get that, so I'm just confused. Um, like, why? I hate when Bravo does that. Don't tease things and then not show them. Um, I thought Lisa and Erica wearing the same like suit, jacket, dress was funny. Obviously, Erica looked better. And it also kind of seemed planned because they both had that ponytail. That was a little strange. Um, what else happened? Sutton's a lot, but she is stirring up mess, so it's giving us what we need. Um, I don't really remember the episode. Again, I think that's why I'm re really tuning into reality TV because it's just a mess and they're not really giving me what I want and I'm kind of upset or maybe it's just like I got to get out of this house and I'm losing my mind. I'm judging all these people and they're not losing their minds. I'm losing mine. So, you know, that's really all I have to say. Um, I I don't want to talk about Atlanta yet because I want to watch the last, I want to watch part three of the reunion and then give my opinion on it. So I'm not forgetting about Atlanta. You know I love Atlanta. I am very into what we've gotten so far with this virtual reunion. They really like set it at a high stake. I'm not sure if anyone can follow like, but the, I mean, it's Atlanta. They give us nothing less than 110%, 120%, honestly. So I'm intrigued to see part three and then you will definitely get my recap on that. Um, so I don't know if I'll be waiting until Sunday to do it or if I'll give you another bonus episode on Wednesday, but you know, stay tuned, keep the lookout. I don't know yet. Um, so yeah, that's really it for this week, y'all. Um, don't use the N word if you're not black. 
Megan Fox and Brian Austin are not couple goals because they're all over the place. And don't let a man mess up your bag, your business, or your friendship. Those are, you know, the journalisms of the week. Um, I hope you guys have a really nice Memorial Day weekend. It's, the weather in Jersey is not that great. I'm wearing literally a sweatsuit, but it is what it is. Um, stay safe. Wash your hands. Um, and be safe, y'all. Until next week. Bye.